You're listening to Teddy Talks, Parenting from the Heart. This podcast is a collection of stories from my own journey as a parent, having raised three sons now aged 25, 27, and 28. I love sharing my learnings from my own parenting journey and the wisdom I gleaned from my own children over the years. The message you hear today may not be for you in the moment, but may come in handy sometime in the future. I will be covering various topics ranging from foundational parenting for those of you who are new to parenting, all the way through to what I call seasoned parenting for those of you who have adult children. Life is full of surprises, and as the saying goes, children don't come with an instruction manual. By sharing my stories with you, I hope to shine a light along your parenting path that may make your journey easier and more enjoyable. I invite you now to listen with an open mind and heart as I pour my heart out to you. Enjoy the episode. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever you are in the world, welcome to Teddy Talks Parenting from the Heart. My name is Teddy, based in Sydney, mother of three wonderful sons, aged 25, 27, and 28. Welcome to episode two of Teddy Talks, Parenting from the Heart Show. Today we're going to talk about TV or not TV. How do you feel about your children watching TV? Have you ever considered the effects of television or even the handheld device that they watch, they look at every, every day? In those days, I was parenting in the 90s, so TV was still a thing. <laughs> I don't know if children even watch TV these days because everybody seems to have a handheld device on their hands these days. Even children as young as two, I've seen them holding on to an iPhone or an iPad and they know what to do with it. You know, they can, they know how to tap here and tap there, swipe here, swipe there. They know how to um, buy games at such a young age. And I mean, because they've come in this um, era, I call them the um, Wi-Fi ready babies. And it's amazing to me to see children as young as two already holding on to an electronic device and their eyes glued to it. And if you take it away from them, they will throw a fit. And the parents seem to be helpless about it. And rather than put up a fight, they will just give the phone or the device back to the child. But in the early days, in the 90s, when thankfully there were no smartphones, because I don't know what kind of mom I would have been if the smartphones were around in those days and social media was around in those days. I don't know what kind of influence it would have had on me as a parent, which would have filtered through to my children. So I'm thankful that it wasn't around when my children were growing up and I was very focused on hands-on parenting. And so watching, watching other children be glued 
to their handheld devices at such a young age, it makes me sad. And I'm so glad that when my children were growing up, it was only the television that I had to contend with. And it was a decision I made early on because I witnessed for myself the effects of television on children. I felt quite traumatized as a child because growing up in the early 70s, um, it was black and white television, but there were no filters. There were no censorship. Parents didn't really um, think about what children were seeing on television. And they, like, I, I remember watching Dracula movies when I was very, very young, and it scared me to death. I couldn't sleep at night because of what I saw. I was, I was terrified out of my mind. I, I really thought Dracula's vampires were real, you know, and that they will fly into my house, through, come into the window and, and kill me, kill my parents. I used to have nightmares that, that my, my mother was taken by a vampire. <laughs> I was terrified. So I knew for myself, um, as I've said in, in, in another previous um, video episode that I did in the past, I have an aunt who, who used to tell me I was born old because I had a very old thinking mind. I, I understood um, a lot of grown up concepts very early on i was a very observant child and i listened in on um adults conversations so i kind of picked up a lot of things at such a young age and i matured very early um in my thinking so i was very observant as a child and i saw how damaging television can be to a child's mind and how it can uh, condition the mind um, and, and, and kind of um, uh, dictate how people think. So when I, when I had my own children, it was an easy decision. It was kind of a no-brainer. I was not going to let my children have that kind of access to television. I had to sort of um, veto certain shows. They were allowed to watch children's shows like Sesame Street and Play School. And the rest was videos that I kind of had to see first, like Barney videos. So everything was kind of censored for me, um, for my children. And I had to decide what they can see and that's all they saw and so i wanted them to um have a good educational experience i wanted that kind of input to be educational for them and informative for them something that they can learn from rather than something that will dictate to them what to think and how to think and there were no ads because I remember when um, my husband and I would be watching 
television, evening television, and the children would have been in bed already by that time because I had an early bedtime. And we, we only, the two of us only watched TV when the children were in bed. So I noticed that even though my son, my oldest son, who had very good ear, hearing, it doesn't matter what part of the house is in, he will hear it, what's happening in another part of the house. So I remember him repeating words from an ad that he didn't even see. You know, he, he would also um, start humming the tunes for the ads, like the jingles for the ads. And I thought, where did you hear that? And so it was it was a bit of a no-brainer for us. Um, we also, my husband and I also got involved in a business um, where part of the training for the business was a personal development um, training where we we had recommended books and so from that kind of training from the personal development training part of the business we learned about how damaging television news watching is even for adults not just for children so we decided that we're going to turn the tv off altogether when we went to the Philippines as part of this business venture, and we sold our house and we brought the whole family to the Philippines. And something that I never considered moving there was the reality that television was such a big part of the Filipino culture and the Filipino lifestyle and the Filipino household. And it was such a shock for me having lived in Australia for quite a while and not having been exposed to that culture anymore and having having decided that uh, there will be no TV for my children to be in a country where TV is such a big thing. They had the television on from the moment they wake up. And in the early days of our move to the Philippines, we stayed at my older sister's house and she had a child the same age as my oldest child. And her daughter was watching television from the moment she woke up. The older child, was five years older than uh, the daughter, was watching TV as he was getting ready for school. And for me, that was just, that was shocking for me. And, but I couldn't tell my sister because that was her house. I couldn't ask her to turn the television off because it was her house. I did kind of broach the subject to her. And of course, she didn't appreciate that. It's like, well, that's what you believe. This is different. We, You are in a different culture. You're back in the Philippines. This is how it goes. So I had to kind of put up with it. I had to make sure that my children were not in the lounge room when the TV was on, but they can't, I can't keep them all in the bedroom and they could hear the television going in the lounge room and there's a lot of you know uh, music and noise and coming out um and it, and it was cartoons so it's very attractive to the ears and as i said my oldest son had very very good hearing and he could hear what's happening and he was kind of like why what you know what's what's going on why can't i be there why can't be i be part of it so it, some of the times he was allowed to watch but i had to make sure that i was there with him 
um, which wasn't always ideal because we were trying to build a business and we had to be out, you know, um, doing presentations. Um, so I had to, um, there were times when I had to leave my children there and uh, it was very, very upsetting for me, um, knowing that they were getting that kind of input that I had no control over. So we decided to, um, you know, eventually move into our own place where we can control the environment a little bit better. And we had uh, a young lady come and help me look after the kids so that when I was out, um, uh, she would be there. Um, but eventually we decided that we had a, a big um, van uh, that we were using while we were there. So, uh, we decided that we were going to take the children with us wherever we went. So we took took them with us when we did presentations. We took them with us when we went um, road tripping. Uh, but of course, um, their Yaya was there, the, the girl who was looking after them. Um, and so that I, I had... I had someone with them when I'm doing presentations. So David and I will take turns and um, stay with them and the and the girl who was looking after them um, so that we were always, you know, around our children. Um, and then eventually we came back to Australia because um, they were getting to the age where they, where my oldest one, um, I wanted them educated in Australia. So they, they went, they had one year of schooling there, my, uh, my oldest one and uh, my uh, second one. Um, my youngest was uh, one when we moved there. And by the time we moved back to Australia, he was turning four. So, um, yeah, so we decided to come back and have them educated here in Australia where we can control a little bit more of the environment because I really wasn't happy at um, the fact that uh, they still got a lot of input from the television because, um, you know, it, it was just a culture. And so they were um, exposed to that um, and I, I wasn't terribly happy about that. So we moved back to Australia. And when we moved back here, there was absolutely no TV during the week, especially when um, they were in school. And um, it wasn't so much of a problem because they didn't put up a fight in, in terms of, you know, they didn't really ask for the television. It did, they, they noticed the, the difference between them and their friends when they were in school because their friends will be talking about TV shows that they know nothing about. And in, in a lot of sense, they felt left out, you know, because they didn't know what their friends were talking about. But now that they're all grown up, I asked them if it was, it posed as a big problem for them in making friends because they didn't know what their friends were talking about. So, they all said that no, it wasn't a factor in making friends. It was just something that they felt they were missing out on. Um, but it wasn't such a big thing for them because they still had friends and their friends talked to them about what they saw. Like the thing at the time was the Simpsons. And that was something that they got curious about the more they heard about it. And because it was funny, 
and it was something that they their friends laughed about um it was um something that they got really curious about because we all want to laugh then and they, they all want to be part of something that was you know uh, uh, making uh, the group come together because it was funny it was about laughing at something so they wanted to find out about it so i've caught them sneaking in an episode or two here i used to work the night shift and um and there were times when uh my husband would be coming home and they would see they would see the light coming from the car coming because the driveway was um coming down um to the house and so the light would shine into the uh, lounge room windows so they know that the car was coming and they would turn off the tv and they would run and i remember um being at work uh i started work at four o'clock they would be they they finished school at three of course and so we sometimes i didn't even see them because i would take public transport which meant that i had to leave uh, you know kind of 45 minutes early because in the, at that time of the day the traffic was some um, slower and i'd get to the to to my work and i would check on them to see if they've got homework and then i would check on them again at around seven o'clock when i know the simpsons would be on <laughs> and we used to have a landline when landlines were a thing and they would answer so quickly which meant they were in the lounge room so i knew they were there for one reason only they had the television on so they had the volume down um so they know that i could i couldn't hear it if they answered the phone when they answered the phone but i knew because they answered so quickly i knew they were there i said turn off the tv and go to bed because that was their bedtime 7 30 was their bedtime I said i know you're watching tv you're not supposed to be watching tv turn it off and go to bed so and, and, and you know i don't know if they did or not um they probably finished the episode and went to bed they knew that they had to get up early and they would have a hard time getting up if they went to bed late it was it was it was funny but now that they're all grown up, I was just having a conversation about it with my oldest son. And he said he was actually quite thankful that um, they didn't grow up with a television because um, when he went traveling to New Zealand, I had arranged for him to be able to stay at a friend's house and uh, a friend from my childhood. And so one thing that he said was a shock to his system was the fact that the television was on from the moment they wake up to the moment they went to bed. And whether or not they're watching it is irrelevant. It was just on anyway. So, and they would leave the house to work, to go to work. But because my son was staying there, they left the television on thinking that it would it would be something that my son would appreciate but of course he would turn it off because he said to me that he could not stand the noise or even the flickering light in the corner because he wouldn't watch it um it was not something that he had grown up to like so for me it is quite vexing having the television on is quite vexing for me so I, I really don't like television. I would specifically not watch anything on television. Um, so yeah, 
the reason that I made that decision early on was because of the negative effects of television. And one of the things was the subliminal programming that people get. You know, they are being programmed by the television, by the ads that are coming on that makes them you know, uh, focus more on consumerism. And there were a lot of ads when my children were growing up, but I, I think it's, um, it's uh, evident even now, there were a lot of ads targeting children. And that is something that I really didn't want to have any input whatsoever in my children's lives or in their minds. So when we were in the business, the personal development part the books that we read uh, really drove home the fact that what we feed our mind is what's going to influence how we see the world, how we respond to the world, and how we think. So I wanted to give my children the advantage of being able to think freely for themselves and to know that the thought that's coming up is their thought and not something that was deposited there that was outside of their control, that was not their own input. So that was one of the biggest reasons. And also the mind conditioning that happens, the shows that were around in those days, and I think the shows are still around, they were showing, portraying families are so conflicted that children are always in conflict with their parents and that that's a normal thing because teenagers are just full of angst and teenagers are supposed to have conflict with their children because that's just a generational gap. But I didn't want my children to believe that that is something that needs to happen between them and, and their parents. So I didn't want that kind of mind conditioning um, and and you know, behavioral engineering, as my son would call it, that happens when you're watching uh, these shows that are, you know, especially the, the ones that are regularly shown, like on a daily basis, where you're, the programming is just consistent, consistent and relentless. And, um, and also, it becomes habit forming. It becomes, oh, it's that time of the day um, this show is on. Like when my father was in Canada, after he retired from his, um, uh, his role as a judge in the Philippines and um, having um, retired from his consultancy with the Department of Justice, he went to Canada. He migrated to, to Canada with my mom. And so because my dad had always worked for most of his life, being in Canada with nothing to do, became a problem for him. So yeah, because he didn't know what to do with his time anymore, he became a TV watcher. And he got addicted to Wheel of Fortune. And because it became so habit-forming, it was like, oh, it's five o'clock. So no matter what he was doing, he had to drop it and um, and watch the show and he wouldn't miss it. And And so this is one of the things I didn't want my children to have, you know, I made sure that when they went to school, they had a particular routine that would be 
enriching for them. So when they get home, the routine was um, they do their they, they have their afternoon tea, and after afternoon tea, they do their homework. And once all their homework is done, they get in the shower. So they go in the shower, then they get ready um, for uh, pretty much bed. So they have their pajamas on. And um, then if I was preparing dinner and it was something that they can help with, they would always come out to the kitchen after they, you know, they're all ready. And they will ask if I needed help in the kitchen. And, you know, I would always give them something that they can do that's age appropriate, you know, like um, chopping up vegetables or setting the table or washing vegetables um, or putting the rice on because we have a rice cooker. So it's pretty simple. And um, so these are things that they can do at that age. So it was also a way that we can sort of reconnect with each other um, so that I can ask them about their day and I can tell them about my day. And I always make a point of talking to them about my day. So I always appreciated the time I have with my children. I, I, I always felt like there wasn't enough. Um, you know, when now when I look at them, I feel like, oh, like I missed a whole era. You know, uh, how did they get, get this age? It feels like I just blinked and they're all grown ups. So that was their routine. And right after dinner, they help with the clearing up and whoever's turn it is to wash up, they did the washing up. We all help each other. And there was always a, 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 a spirit of cooperation. So as I was saying, um, it was, it was a, a routine that I wanted to be a, um, a positive process for them. Um, that they can look back to when they are adults and ready to start their own family. It's something that they can go back to in their memory and, and look, look at as something, a positive reminder for them, a positive memory from their childhood that they can maybe apply um, to their own parenting. Because um, one of the things, one of the positive things that I took from my my parents' parenting was the the insistence of my father that we all eat together, at least one meal a day. The whole family will be eating together, and he was adamant about that. And we all sat down together at dinner. So dinner time for me and the boys, my family was very, very important. And it was something that I insisted on. It was a way for us to connect. Our dinner our dinner times are, for the most part, um, filled with laughter because we shared stories and <laughs> we are a funny family. Their father has a good sense of humor. They all have a good sense of humor. I can be funny too. So yeah, so there's always a lot of, of, of laughter um, in our household. There was no TV in our, anywhere near our dining area. So where our dining room was when they were growing up was nowhere near the lounge room. So they could not see the TV from there anyway. So there was no TV watching whatsoever that was happening in our household. 
And it's funny because uh, when they were already in their twenties, I uh, I was um, into this marketplace on on the internet, and um, I was part of this group where people were giving away things that they don't need anymore, but they don't want to throw it away or sell it. So it was like a swap um, swap page or um, a free free giveaway place. Um, and um, it's in our neighborhood. It, it's in our community. So um, whenever something is on that I like, I would always um, put my hand up for it. Um, and uh, there was one time when there was a, a free television that was being given away. And for some reason, I put my hand up for it, even though we already have two televisions at home that were not even being used. One was given to us and the other one we bought years ago when we came back from the Philippines to Australia. So it was like the, the year 2000. So it's kind of old. And um, so I thought, oh, I, this would be a newer TV. Maybe I should get it. And um, I mentioned it to my sons who were at the time still living with me and they're already in their 20s. And um, my middle son said, what on earth for? You already have two televisions that you're not even watching and putting it in the kitchen or the dining area is not a good idea. So since when do we even watch TV during, you know, um, during when we're dining, you know? And I thought, yeah, good point. So I had to uh, put my hand down again for it and said, you know, somebody else can have it um, because I really don't need it. So I don't know why I even put my hand up, maybe because it's free and it's newer than my old television, which I don't even watch. So, um, yeah. So, you know, you've done a good job of parenting when these things, this kind of feedback comes back to you. And I'm very big on feedback because I want to know if I'm right on target and or i'm kind of missing the mark do i need to make adjustments um so i love that my children can give me feedback like that and i can respond accordingly to to the feedback um you know sometimes not always in the in in the most positive way but i appreciate the feedback and so yeah circling back tv or not tv um and in this day and age it's device or no device it always falls back on what you value. What do you value? And I'm very much about outcome focused parenting. So what is the outcome that you want for your child and for your relationship with this child? So is the time that, that they spend on, on their device better spent with a book where they can learn to use their imagination better? or maybe even better spent having a one-on-one -on -one conversation with you, their parent, and getting to know each other better, seeing the world from each other's eyes, through each other's eyes. And so what do you value? How, how does that um, sit with you? So the answer um, lies in, in, in that question. What do you value? So. Is, it, is having a device important for a child? I mean, how important is it really for their growth and development? 
Yes, we all need to learn how to use a, 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 an electronic device because that's the way the world is going. But do you need to have limitations for it? Do you need to have timeouts for it? Do you, um, do you consider uh, the programming that they are getting from what their eyes are looking at, from what their ears are hearing? Um, from these um, things that they're watching. I was, um, oh, this is going to be another long conversation. So I'm going to, I'm going to tackle that in another episode. But I was watching a video of a TED talk about what is your child watching on YouTube. So that's going to be a big topic. I'm going to tackle that on another episode, as I said. I'm going to close this now um, on that note. Um, so TV or not TV, device or no device, that's your decision. And as I said, there is no right or wrong decision. It all falls back to what it is that you value and what outcome you want for yourself and for your child. Remember, parenting is not about your child. Parenting is about you, the parent. Feel empowered? And I'll see you next time. If you have any questions about this episode, you can send me a message on teddy at teddytalks.com.au. That's teddy with, with knife, as you will see on the title of this podcast. So teddy at teddytalks.com.au. I'll see you soon. Bye for now. You're listening to Teddy Judson, Empowered Parenting Coach helping parents navigate their parenting journey by teaching them how to tap into their inner power so they can face their day-to-day -day parenting challenges with confidence and become the outstanding role models for their children. You can find out more about Teddy at her website, teddytalks.com.au. If you have any questions about any of the episodes, please send her an email on teddy at teddytalks.com.au. Thank you.